Welcome to the BG Cast, a podcast seeking to bring the battleground community and schools together. My name is David, and I'll be your host for this podcast. Each episode, Denny Waters, the Battleground Public Schools District Superintendent, will be joining me as we talk about the many things that make this such a great school district. Our goal is to bring the voice of the schools to the community and the voice of the community to the schools. We'll hear stories from students and staff and shine a spotlight on the various aspects of the district and community. When we talk about special services and all the special needs that a school district is responsible to provide for, our minds tend to go to one group. But the special services department is responsible for meeting needs of hundreds of students across the district. Today we'll also shine the spotlight on Christian, one of our future students, and as usual we get started off with a little fun. All right, our game for this week, uh, we're pulling back from one we did a long time ago, and I I thought, this one was a fun one. I hope this one will also be fun and repeat. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) No, but it's, it's the family feud. So... So we are going to, uh, I've got one question, and we're uh, going to just go around and give everyone opportunity to, to make their guess, and you can talk about it, you know, justify your, justify your answers, have some, some conversation about it, but uh, who wants to go first? Anyone? Or maybe we need a buzz. I should have gotten two bells, right? should have had a... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's okay. All right. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Smack the table. <laughs> right. <laughs> punch your neighbor. Um all right, Kelly go first. She's the rookie. <laughs> Thanks, Denny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If your dog ran away, name something you'd be surprised he took with him. Surprised? Surprised. Surprised he took with him. A shoe. A shoe. That is not that is not on the list. I'm gonna say the cat. That's the number one answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, See? See? Yeah. See? I'm an expert at these games. <laughs> what do you got? Number two. I, I'm drawing a blank at the moment. I've only had cats. You've only- um, so if the dog left, I would be surprised he took with him. Oh, wait. No, shoe was on there. Sorry. I just read clothes. Nice. That was the number <laughs> five answer. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I totally interrupted your train of thought. A shirt. A shirt. That's the same category. So clothes. So you okay. both got number five. You can tie for number five. And you just kept saying clothes, just like pants. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's articles. just go down the list. Sock. Sock. <laughs> <laughs> what about a leash? Leash. That's number two. Oh, number two. that was a good one. Yeah, that yeah. was a good yeah. one. There are some dogs that do that, though, right? When it's when it's time to go on a walk, don't they? They grab some, their leash yeah. and they they show it to their. Yeah, owner. So that's not. I don't know. That would be totally surprising. Right. But How many answers are on this? Let's see. We've got one, two, three, four, five more. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, leash, leash. Um, bone. Yeah. Uh, ah, bone. Yeah. That was what I was going to say. Yeah, sorry. Number okay, four. Now I. <laughs> So a toy, like a dog toy. Yeah, yeah, his favorite toy. Good one. Very nice. Rumble closing in. Dog food on there? Is that the same category as bone? Nope, that's a, that's the separate one. Food, food slash bowl. Be surprised if he took his bowl. I'm going to say his other dog friend. So no. he's not lonely. No, nope, oh, that's okay. not on there. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> a dog bed? Yeah, that's, oh. that's on there. Okay. 
Let's see, we've got one more, right? See, I think it's misleading because it's it's you'd be surprised right. how you yeah. it. But these are all thoughtful items. Yeah, these are <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know. I'm gonna need a bed if I right. go out. It's like right. this dog had some intention <laughs> right. in leaving the yeah. house. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's one more. We'll do one more round and see if we can come up with it. Gosh. Now I'm trying to blank, Alan. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um what about water? Nope, no water. I'm going to say his owner. Nope, not the owner. I'm going to say medicine only because the <laughs> animals that I have had always have medicine. Right. That's a good <laughs> but, guess. Headed, but, it's headed in the right direction. It was oh. a wallet slash money. So okay. that would be All surprising. Right. That would yeah, be surprising. That would That's be a surprising. lot of intention in leaving yeah. the house. So okay. why is it? Because the question actually says, if your dog ran away, name something you'd be surprised he took with him. Yeah. We always assume dogs are he's and cats are she's. Mm-hmm. Why do we do that? I don't know. Now you're getting too esoteric. Mark, so. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a game anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is too, too serious. All right. Spotlight this week is with Christian Hadia. How are you doing today, Christian? Doing all right. Yeah. It's go ahead. It's I'm doing all right. Ever since um, I got to be a part with Futures, it was a good experience to see some of my friends I recognize. Yeah, some from my past. Yeah, yeah. So you've been in the Futures program at least for ever since from last year year all the way to this year so at least it's been at least a year okay and so do you have some more time ahead of you in the futures program yeah but unfortunately though considering my age since the max limit is uh, 21 Uh uh-huh my birthday is just two days after christmas okay december 27th how did how did how did that go having your birthday so close to christmas how do you feel about that it's good. It's it's a little bad that I miss out on futures, but it's also good news yeah. for me in disguise. Okay. Okay. So so what's something that you're learning in futures? In futures, we're learning about how to handle our budget and learning how to cook and taking independence. Yeah. But most importantly, we run a very small business in futures. Okay. And that is the barkery. The barkery. Uh, which is run by Miss Laura. Okay. Who we've considered her as the queen of the barkery. <laughs> the queen, huh? <laughs> Does uh, she wear a crown? Did you make a crown for her? <laughs> <laughs> well, not exactly, though, no, but we can only imagine, really. <laughs> Yeah, but in the barkery, all the all of us students, we get to hand make these uh, biscuits, preservative free. Preservative free. Yep. That's great. Uh, and f- and we each have niblets. We have babies, and then we have the regulars. Hmm. The bigger dog biscuits, however, that are bigger than those three, are usually for only special orders. Hmm. And that, I do believe, I can only say it'd be once in a lifetime. <laughs> well, a very, very special dog treat. Yeah, because the bigger ones are for the bigger dogs, <laughs> especially. Yeah. And for us, we also get to learn how to travel on the C-Tran and be more independent. Great. Because on Tuesdays, we have job 
clubs that we go to. Okay. I happened to go to um, Sherwin Williams, which they really liked me so far, and I've exceeded their expectations. Great, awesome. Where is, where is the Sherwin Williams? It's down in Battleground. Okay. The friend of mine with Tyler, his is down at the or just past the orchard. Okay. So what do you do at Sherwin Williams when you're there? We get to help customers, but also mix up some paint. Oh, fun. Do you get to put it in the machine that shakes it really? Oh, yes. <laughs> All the time. And especially during the summertime, they told me it's going to be very busy. Yeah. And on Mondays is when we start to learn how to cook some meat and great meals for lunch. Yesterday, we uh, for uh, for this week, we had Sloppy Joe's. Oh, sloppy Joe's. I love Sloppy Joe's. That was one of my favorites. I see. <laughs> we just had it like last week, I think. <laughs> so, so you could cook for me. Maybe, <laughs> but with the beds. <laughs> okay. Because the last time I think I was there at Futures is when me and Patrick were there. He was a friend of mine that we got to visit Futures while we were still in high school together. Mm-hmm. And we got to help them make some spaghetti. Wow. One of my favorites for it's, Italian. I was going to ask, is that your favorite or what's your favorite that you that you cook? Anything's a favorite, really. But <laughs> That's a good answer. And, um, and we also get to learn how to handle our budget. So each yeah. of the students get to handle their own budget. Some, like me, have 15 or 20, while the others happen to have almost $40 in their budget. Mm. And that's with some of the friends of mine. Okay. So so what are you learning about budgets? Learning how to not go over budget or just trying to stay on budget. Yeah. And yeah, don't spend more than you have, right? Yep. As the saying goes, don't spend more than you should get. Yeah. yeah if, if, if a lot of us could learn that lesson, I think we'd be in a much better place. But uh, so that's a very good, good lesson. Now, I, I noticed you got Iron Man on your shirt. Yeah, I happen to be a fan of both Marvel and DC Comics. Oh, okay, which do you like better? I like both. Okay, to be honest with you. Yeah, we're I'm a I'm I'm a Marvel guy. We we like the Marvel the Marvel universe. Yeah, and I'm sure everyone does. Yeah, <laughs> but there, don't forget there there's people that I'm also side with DC Comics. Yeah, yeah. So what do you like? What's your favorite thing about DC? Well, mainly happen to be Superman and Batman, especially okay. the first two superheroes that come to mind. Yeah. If you could be Batman or Superman, which would you choose? I'd have to be Batman. It doesn't mean it may mean I may not have superpowers, but I have an impressive keen mind. Yeah. It's as the saying goes, mind over matter. Yeah, yeah. I think Batman's a good choice. I, I, I'd be tempted to go with Superman, but then you've got that the kryptonite thing, right? You know, I actually have better ways. Okay. Contingency plans. Okay. So what's the contingency plan? I don't know. Okay. I haven't read any of the comics, I'm afraid. <laughs> now, with the independence for us, yeah. all of the students, we get to travel on the C-Tram bus, the mm-hmm. city bus. And the important thing is that for some people like me, I've done it for many months and years, ever since my mom always takes me all the time. Mm-hmm. But once I got old enough to travel on my own, got used to it. Good. The others, like Patrick and maybe a few others, they haven't as traveled as much. Mm-hmm. So where do you like to go? 
when you get on the bus? <sighs> That's a bit of a tough choice, right? Because <laughs> I remember the number seven route just by memory and how okay. it runs around. My favorite stop would have to be down at the orchards to, to go to legendary games. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's an antique shop for old games back in the past. Like video games or board games or both? Mm, depends, but they also have movies there. Oh, okay. From cool. video cassette tapes to um, the old DVDs back then. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else you want to share with us? Well, all I'd have to say is, and if anyone is wondering about Futures, Futures is a vocational program for me and and other students between 18 to 21. Is, um with people like me with disabilities, hmm. like autism or any other disabilities I could think of, hmm. that we all get to learn all these skills under the direction of Amy, along with all the other teachers that have been so helpful. Yeah. And if anyone does want to join Futures, I suggest you you sign up today. All right. Well, Christian, thank you so much for being here with us today, and good luck. You've got one, you said one more year. Yeah, because of my birthday being okay. at two days after Christmas, so it's a bit short lived. Well, make the most of it while you've got it. Thank right. you. Have a great day. Of course. Our conversation this week is with uh, the executive director of special services and the director of special services, soon to be director, executive director. So um, we'll just start and let you two introduce yourselves yeah. and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about what you do to get us started. Well, I am Ellen Wiesner. I'm the current executive director of special services. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, thank you. I've been in the district for um, a really long time, over 20 years. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I just always been in special education as mm. a school psychologist and then into administration. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, this is my, um, I'll be resigning at the end of this year. Okay. So that's where we transition into Kelly over here. <laughs> and I am Kelly Clay. I am the director of special services. This is my fourth year in Battleground and my 12th year in education. And my background is as a special education teacher prior to being an administrator. Cool. So we're just loaded with executive directors here yeah. because I was the executive director <laughs> right? before yep. Ellen. Yeah. Yep. And Ellen's the executive director. Yep. And now mm-hmm. Kelly's going to be the executive <laughs> yeah. director. Yeah. No, we just, just need yeah. one more. I bring absolutely nothing to the table. <laughs> I'm not an executive director of anything. But, well, welcome. Um, so, so maybe we could just get started by by just kind of giving us a brief synopsis of what you do at the director level. What's a what's a director look like as opposed to someone who's working in a school on a day in day out basis? Well, I think about you know it's all about supporting the students. Um, so since we're not directly working with the students anymore, what we do is support. Um, everybody around them. <laughs> so our special education teachers, our school psychologists, our speech therapists, as well as the parents who are involved, as well as the general ed teacher. So our job is more to support all of them um, and give them the resources that they need um, to do 
what they do so well to promote outcomes for students with disabilities. Good, good. And how are you stepping into that role? How's that fitting for you? I think that aligns very much with with what we do. We a lot of times when I talk about my job, I talk about problem solving and supporting mm-hmm. and planning. And that's what we do just now at the level with the adults in the school system more than directly with the students. Mm. I've always said that um, probably the the hardest jobs in in a in administration, a district office level, um, special ed director, executive director is one of the hardest jobs, mm-hmm. right along with um, right along with HR is really, really hard. Mm. And a building principal mm. is a really, really hard job. But I think special ed is very complicated because you have all kinds of rules, all kinds of compliance issues. You're working with the federal government and their guidelines. You're working with the state and their guidelines. It's complex. It's one of the largest programs that we have in the school district. Mm. I mean, I don't know the numbers right now, but um, yeah. probably, you know, 100 teachers, and then you've mm-hmm. got your psychologists mm-hmm. and your speech and language people and your occupational therapists and your physical therapists and, you know, a whole bunch of, of experts that are there. Then you have your paraeducators. And, you know, you're always working, you're working with parents who are, um, have concerns about their students and you've Mm -hmm. got to meet timelines and you've got to manage budgets. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's a beast. Yeah. 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 And we have about 1,700 students that we serve. Uh-huh. Um, these are students who are on IEPs, mm-hmm. receive special education services. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So it's a good percentage of the overall district mm-hmm. population. Yeah. Yeah. What does that come out to be? Like close to 15%? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think just under that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah that's big. Well, let's maybe we can start a little before the beginning. Um, so your 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 teachers, you you've gone through you know your education. What is it? What was it along the way that caught your attention, or that really kind of stirred your passion to to want to serve in in this area in particular? Um. Yeah. Yeah. That it, it's a really good question. I think anybody who's in this field in education talks about you know a passion mm-hmm. for working with. Uh, children Mm um and i was always some i had some experiences growing up myself um with people with disabilities Mm -hmm. and i was always kind of the wanting to help the underdog Mm -hmm. and um and thought about going into education as a teacher but that didn't quite fit um one day i came across this description of a school psychologist and i went wow, you know, that's it. You get to play detective. You get to figure out, you know, why is a student not learning? Mm. Um, do assessments um, to figure out what is the best programming. So I just, I read this job description. And since then, I have not ever looked back. Mm. It is about, um, you know, supporting some students who, um, y- you know, learning in the traditional sense is, is really difficult and it's not just academics but it's also why are you having struggle making friends all of that is mm-hmm. just of um, a lot of interest to me okay. I actually never intended to work in schools <laughs> I swore up and down when I went to college I would never be a teacher <laughs> many many people suggested that I look at that and I didn't I have a bachelor's degree in broadcast journalism um, and worked in event planning after that. And as an event planner, I got the opportunity to work with a lot of students and families 
who had um, physical and cognitive disabilities. And I realized that I really enjoyed my work directly with them. I didn't enjoy some other aspects of the work quite as much. And so I left that career and went to get my master's degree in special education without ever having been in a classroom outside mm. of as a student before. Wow. So and progressed from there. Now I'm all intimidated because you were in <laughs> broadcast journalism. <laughs> I, I know nothing about the real world of broadcast journalism. So neither do I. Don't anymore. be be kind. Be kind. Okay. You know, Ellen hits on a good point because I think, you know, there's a there's a percentage of kids in in our system that, you know, would be successful no matter what. Because they have the skills, they have the aptitudes, they have the supports there. You know, they, you know, we, we talk about, you know, I, I, Linda Allen used to be the HR director for, um, for the district when I first started. And she would say, you know, there are a percentage of students that you could teach from the main office over the intercom, you know, <laughs> because they would just get it. Mm -hmm. the, the great thing about working in special ed is that that's not the kids you're working with. To Ellen's mm -hmm. point, you're working with kids who, without the support that, that is provided by the schools without the support that's provided by the teachers and the administrators and, and the people in the special ed office, the, the likelihood of those students being successful would be diminished significantly. Mm -hmm. And so there is this idea of satisfaction. You know, I say it all the time when, when our special ed students at you know, at the completion of 12th grade, walk across the stage, mm -hmm. they got there on, on the shoulders of, you know, a lot of people mm -hmm. who put in a lot of time and put in a lot of effort. And, mm -hmm. you know, many of them go off to be very successful after, after graduating because of the skills that they have gained. So, you know, it is, as I said, you know, it's not just a difficult job at the administrative level. It's a difficult job, you know, in, in the classroom, mm -hmm. um, as well. It's a difficult job when you're, you know, when you're, playing those roles as a specialist, uh, SLP or psychologist or OTPT, you know, it's a, it's a tough, <laughs> tough job, but the reward, yeah. Occupational <laughs> therapist, physical therapist, but, but the reward is, is so great. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where that, that, that passion comes in. And as Ellen said, you know, you're fighting for the underdog mm. and that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Let's, uh, what is a, what, I know there are probably no such thing as a typical day, but, but what are some of, what does it look like being a teacher, um, you know, in, mm -hmm. in the classroom day in, day out? What mm -hmm. is that experience like? You know, greatly depends on the level or the type of classroom you're in, but it's a lot of direct contact and interaction with the students. It's small group instruction on those really specific goal areas. It's a lot of collaboration with other staff in the building, whether that's our paraeducators, whether that's building administrators, district level administrators, um, or other teachers uh, working towards the success of the students. Mm. Were you going to say something? Nope. Okay. Uh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> okay. Well, it, it, it's what you just said. It reminds me of the uh, the PLCs, the professional learning communities. That there's a. It's not ju you're not just one teacher focusing in on a student, but there's a there's a connection. People are are working together to yeah. to help. Well, when you're when you're at the high school, for instance, and you're a special education teacher, you know you have your own caseload, so you're mm -hmm. carrying a caseload of students. Uh, you're also teaching. Um, classes during that time. Mm -hmm. So, and sometimes those students are in your class and sometimes they're not. Mm -hmm. And then you're also making sure that they're being successful in their other classes because typically on an IEP, which is an individual education um, 
program. Mm -hmm. um, you, there are accommodations and um, things, modifications that have to be in place in all of their classrooms to ensure that they're successful. So you're also monitoring those. Then you're supervising a paraeducator in mm -hmm. addition to that. Then you're doing all the compliance stuff, the paperwork, mm -hmm. which is yeah. significant and substantial. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, you know, it's uh, tough. Kelly and I were both um, special education teachers. As Ellen said, she was a psychologist. And I think that's what makes the, that's what, mm -hmm. that's what made us yes. a, a great team is that yeah. Ellen had that well, perspective and I had this, mm -hmm. and I know that's the same true for, for the two of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, on a, on a tough day, what motivates you to, 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 to get beyond the, the uh, challenge and, and keep working on what needs to be done? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, it's, I guess it's the bigger picture. I, I was just thinking, you know, a lot of what we do is conflict resolution um, with, with teams, with parents. You know, the tough cases that take a lot of our time take a lot of our time, but it's really a small percentage of the bigger picture. Mm. And so I think it's that I have to keep that in mind, that perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and, and even in those tough situations, sometimes there's something in there that we learn or we're like, hey, you know, maybe we do need to look at this differently or look at a new program or something. So there's, there's something good that comes out of a lot of it. it so for me, it's just always what's the bigger picture mm -hmm. um and are we providing overall good programs for students what um just always coming back to that yeah i think similarly it's it's the what's possible for our students <laughs> when their families have um and they have really strong teams that work together and work through situations when it's really hard I know when I talk about how I become a teacher, I talk really logically and about like my work experience, but I also have family members who have disabilities and who access special education mm -hmm. services until they were 21. So mm -hmm. they went through school and transition and seeing the success that my family members, my cousins were able to have with good, well-working teams, or sometimes the difficulties they had when teams didn't work well. I can kind of see that, that mm -hmm. end goal for mm -hmm. our students. And I think that's, that's what drives me to come back even when it's been really hard. I know that when I was um, working in special ed, the, the hardest thing and, and the most difficult to communicate to everybody that was involved is that there are processes in place and sometimes you have to go through the process. You know, whether it's a kid who's struggling with behavior, whether it's a kid who's struggling with academics, you know, oftentimes, and you can understand it, you can understand why a parent wants you know, it to be fixed, you know, or the teacher, you know, who's struggling with a behavior in a classroom wants it to be fixed. Um, and we want it to be fixed too, but it's not always that easy. There's never, you know, so you have to try different things and you go through a different process and you look at reevaluations and you go through all of these things. And ultimately, you know, Ellen kind of alluded to it, you know, it does, it does get fixed and you move on and you learn some things and, you know, you're better for it, but it's going through that process which is challenging and in in many respects you know draining mm -hmm. for everybody who's involved yeah can you walk us through that process real quick or is that too much to 
Uh, it's, a, it, it, it's it's complicated, okay. you know, and and there's so many different variables involved, mm-hmm. you know, it depends on the on uh, on a case, but you know, just for for one thing, for instance, you know, if a student is not in special ed and there's a suspicion that the student has a disability, that's a long process. Right. You, know, you have to go through what what we call an evaluation, and you have to have several meetings, and you have to do testing, and you have to do observations, and you have to look at data, um, and then you have to, you know, put it all together and, 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 um, you know, look at what the specific program is for the kid and develop an IEP and, uh, individualized education program mm-hmm. and, and go through all of that. And it, and it takes time. I mean, you know, that's a, that's a two, three month process, but, and in the meantime, you know, people are going, you know, come on, can we, right. can we get this done? But, you know, they have to understand that, you know, a psychologist who's going through, for instance, is going through that and leading that evaluation. That's not the only thing that they're doing. Right. They might have, you know, three or four of those going right. on yeah. at the same time. Plus they're monitoring their, their current caseload. So that's just an example mm-hmm. of, of, of what happens. Right. I was just going to add, you know, um, so we have IDEA, the federal law, Individual with Disabilities Education Act, and that is hundreds of pages long. And then we have our Washington Administrative Code, um, which is for special education, also hundreds of pages (laughs) long. And yet in all of that, there is a lot of interpretation. Mm -hmm. Um, So you know, pages and pages of the stuff and it does process is pretty clear. But it doesn't always give you, this is the answer, mm-hmm. right? So that's what we spend a lot of time on is wrestling through, well, how are you following the process? Um, let's make sure we understand what the process is. Mm-hmm. And then still coming to an answer can be very difficult because it's not black and white. Mm-hmm. Well, and you said 1,700 students. Yeah. So, and these are I, IEPs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Individual. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. So, so you're keyword. Talk- yeah. <laughs> so you're talking about coming up with 1,700 mm-hmm. plans for individual students that go through this process that also has to abide by yeah. hundreds and, and hundreds and, of pages and, of and have to be reevaluated every year. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to look at those IEPs again and 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 put them in place every year. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's a complex, it's a complex problem. And even, you know, I mean, I say this all, all the time, you know, even if, you know, let's say that, um, you know, you're, you're successful with um, 90% of those students, you're having no problems at all. Mm -hmm. Those, those 10, that 10% still represents 170 right. students, you know, <laughs> yeah. who might be struggling at any one time <laughs> throughout 18 schools in the district with uh, hundreds of different variables at play. And so you have to work to 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 figure those out. Mm. And that's, you know, that's that's the challenge. Yeah. That's why that's why we are. Um, that's why Ellen has been so good at her job for so long. Um, because she cares deeply and she's, you know, really, really smart and understands it and <laughs> works through the problems. And that's why we're fortunate with, with Ellen leaving and moving on that we're going to have Kelly. Hmm. So very confident. Yeah. Both of them. So you've got, we've also got this big, the big, a big spectrum of students that mm-hmm. you're working with. Uh-huh. Right. So, 
So, I mean, you've got, you know, I, I was, I was fortunate to be able to sub in a special ed class on at the high school last week. Hmm. And oh. that was a great experience. I mean, uh, it was a smaller class because they mm-hmm. had a field trip, which is why I was there. And so, but I, like I came in, you know, and normally I'm you're trying to figure out, so what am I doing? You know, what are my responsibilities? What, what, are, what are the, and, and it's just all, it all, it's all a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. You know, there was absolutely no, there's no, no hiccups, no glitches, no anything. I mean, other than what you would expect in a class, but yeah. like it was, it was really impressive to observe. And what, one of the things I loved was just looking and seeing, seeing the, the care for yeah. the students mm-hmm. that, and you know, I didn't, I didn't really try to, I mean, I know there were teachers and then, and then there were, what was the, uh, paraeducators, paraeducators. Mm-hmm. Um, that were in there as well and everyone doing their job, everyone working well. But so, so that, you know, that's what comes to mind, I think in most people's mind, but that's not the majority of the, of the number, right? Mm -hmm. No. So out of, out of the 1700, that's how, that's what percentage maybe. Oh gosh. You had asked me that a while ago. I had the actual (laughs) (laughs) numbers. The, the most, um, the largest numbers of students that we serve in special education fall under a category that's called learning disabled. And this would be students who have some academic, whether it's reading, writing, or math Mm -hmm. um, disability. So that's our largest group. And that's more than 50%. um, Probably closer to 80 um, who are served through what we call a resource room program. And then you get to another percentage of students that are have cognitive disabilities, um, significant cognitive mm-hmm. disabilities, or behavioral disabilities, where they're spending a larger part of their day in a special education classroom, mm-hmm. and so that's our kind of in that ten to twenty percent. Okay. Um, and then you have another group of um, students who less than ten percent. Um, we're probably talking around. Um, Two or three percent. Yeah, so probably 30 students in total throughout the district who are significantly, significantly impacted Mm -hmm. by their disability. And the 100% of their day is in special education. These are students who are largely nonverbal, maybe have a medical um, disorder, Mm -hmm. um, are um, in a wheelchair, and the focus of their day is um, on some functional academics, um, sometimes toileting even. Um, and so that's kind of, that's the whole range. And I didn't even mention like preschool right. <laughs> right. Right. or students 18 to 21. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of the, the middle or group. Students there. On the yeah. autism spectrum or student, oh yeah. Or, you know, I mean, the, the range is right. doesn't, diverse. Uh, and, and probably some other, you know, like uh, depression, anxiety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It often translates Definitely. into either a learning disability or it translates into a behavioral disability. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're you're working with with everybody and you know, sometimes you're working with students who have multiple disabilities and they have, you know, a lot of different things that you're trying to support and overcome. So, 
it's a it's a challenge you say specialist but but i mean how can you be a specialist when there are so many right well when right? i say specialist i mean like our speech and language pathologists yeah, right. and then so they've got you know that's what they're you know they might have a student who's in a learning dis you know a resource room has a learning disability they also might be working with a student who as ellen mm-hmm. said is cognitively impaired um but they're working they're always working on the speech side of things mm-hmm. um same thing with an occupational therapist or a physical therapist they're mm-hmm. working on you know they've got a special you know target um, area that they're looking at mm-hmm. yeah, and let's talk uh, quickly before we run out of time about that 18 to 21 mm-hmm. and that's the futures is yeah. that right mm-hmm. the futures program because um, I didn't know about that until I did the patron tour last year yeah yeah and that was a really a really cool experience um, but a lot of people don't realize that there's something that's going on beyond, you know, beyond what we would consider high school age. So can you uh, cover that really quickly? So our futures program serves, like you said, students who are 18 to 21 and it supports them in their transition. So their transition from high school into life skills after high school. And each student's plan is individualized to their needs, but often it focuses on kind of those daily living skills as well as work skills employment skills and then community access. So it supports them in learning the skills that they need to access their life mm. after high school. Mm-hmm. And and there's a, what's the dog bone business called? <laughs> the barkery. The barkery. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Was it Mike? That, yeah, Mike Michaud. Yeah, yeah. That on the tour last year, he ate one of those because they were all... <laughs> You know, it's all organic it's, it's or something. Hum- yeah, it's, and so you yeah. can. You can. <laughs> he said it wasn't the best decision and that he'd made. He was yeah. challenged by a student. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he asked. He asked the question, "Can I yeah. eat these?" Yeah. The student said, "Yeah, you can." <laughs> so he did. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, a gr- from from my perspective, a great. I mean, a great resource, a great program. I mean. We don't we don't think about that that you know once you once you get through school there's still a lot of mm-hmm. education that you might need to be able to to function and live in the real world mm-hmm. and right. and you're giving that opportunity that's great yeah they're at a house it's called the Dodge House and you know they learn life skills mm-hmm. they learn you know they still are working on their academics they have uh, job skills they all have mm-hmm. jobs out in the the community uh, either volunteer some of them are even paid. Um, and they get out um, once or twice a week, and mm-hmm. they do that. So yeah, it's a great, great, great program. Yeah, and you can support them with by 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 buying the dog treats, right? From, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can, and mm-hmm. a lot of people do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very successful. They're sold around town, I think, aren't they? Not yeah, in just different like, yeah. in different stores mm-hmm. and locations. Yeah, and I would say just as a plug, if there's any business owners out there, a really good way to support our students is to. Um, to develop and work with us and opportunities for students to get work experience. Mm -hmm. Students with disabilities, um, you know, employment is difficult. Mm -hmm. And um, the more opportunities that we can um, provide for our students to learn how to do various jobs, as well as I think, um, and kind of inform the community Mm -hmm. about what it's like to have a person with a disability Mm -hmm. working with you just it helps us all Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and you know to that note it's a this is a good time to thank all of those Mm -hmm. um businesses in the community yeah we have quite a few who do support Mm -hmm. our students because we we are very fortunate Mm -hmm. in that way
Yeah, that's great. Well, uh, as we wrap up, what is the what is one thing that you want people to know that maybe they don't know about <laughs> about either what you do or about the field that you work in? Good question. Yeah. <laughs> Need my Jeopardy music yeah. over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, a couple, um, a couple things. It's it's very rewarding work. Um, you have to, you know, you're not looking at test scores. Um, you're looking at other indicators of success. Mm-hmm. And when those come through, when a student gets a job, um, it, it's just it's those are the things that are really rewarding mm-hmm. about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Think about that. It's also a very what I what keeps me here is there's a lot of diversity in the job. You know, you mm-hmm. asked about what a typical day was. <laughs> I mean, we're doing it all. We're doing curriculum, we're doing assessment, we're doing HR, we're mm-hmm. doing budget. Right. <laughs> we're doing a lot of different things. So that uh definitely keeps it mm. exciting. That's <laughs> my turn. Yeah, um, you have anything? So I think I would I would piggyback the I mean, Ellen said it really well. It's rewarding and it's different. Every day is different and Mm -hmm. exciting. And that was true when I was in the classroom also. Every day was a little bit different. It's a wonderful field to go into where you can really see the outcomes of the work that you put into it. Mm -hmm. And that's reflected in your students and then in the greater community. Yeah. Denny, you want to take us out? No, I would just say, you know, that, you know, oftentimes my experience in working in special ed is, you know, that, that there's conflict involved in it and you know i've i've watched parents you know have conversations with me where they say you know i'm sorry that i'm i'm upset or i'm sorry i'm frustrated and one of the things i would say is to a parent is never be sorry or frustrated that you're advocating for your child that's what you're supposed to do and that we appreciate that Mm -hmm. and that you know one of the things that i know that kelly and ellen do very well is that you know they won't give up on a family they won't give up on a kid and they'll continue working and with it and try to find a solution and and that's what i would say to to parents you know if you're concerned if you need our help reach out you know we are part of the same team we'll work with you and we'll try to figure it out it may be frustrating it may be slow uh, we may not agree all the time but in the end we'll get to a point where um you know we can all help the child be successful so it's it's a tough 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 area a tough job but one that's so vitally important Well, thank you so much for being here, and thank you for what you do. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. One of the things the world needs a lot more of these days is kindness and compassion. Today, we were privileged to hear from just a couple of people in the special services department who are driven by kindness and compassion for those many of us often forget about. Thank you, Ellen and Kelly, and everyone who works with special needs students in our district. You are a treasure. If you have a question or a topic that you'd like us to cover on the podcast, you can send an email to info at bgcast.org. We'll do our best to not only cover topics that matter to the district, but also those that matter to us as members of the Battleground community. The BGCast is produced in cooperation with the Battleground Public School District, but it is a community-produced podcast. The BG Cast is a production of 6-8 Media in partnership with Battleground Public Schools.
Media.